The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised. When Nicole Sandler sits down to do her show, she's the producer, booking the guests, pulling the audio, planning the show, the engineer, running the controls, troubleshooting any problems, playing the sounds, calling the guests, and she's the webmaster, writing the blog, posting the podcast, maintaining the website, not to mention the host, interviewing the guests, explaining the issues, giving opinions, and calling out the bad guys, and then you get the Nicole Sandler Show on NicoleSandler.com. Is Ursula tried to silence the voice of a mermaid just like Donald Trump tried to silence the voices of black people? Proof positive, Ursula and Donald Trump are the same cartoon villain. Why, just last week I was snorkeling near Mar a Lago and I heard Ursula singing a song. She did look strangely orange. Now it all makes sense. I admit I put the ass in doing the nasty. I'm not kidding, I'll move on you like a bitch. But I learned in early days, my lawyers have their ways. It's great when you are white and you are rich. Rich, sort of. Now I fortunately rule a mob of magas Who I whip up whenever I'm distressed Think I'm crazy, hey, don't scoff They pay me to rip them off If I promise that black votes will be suppressed Poor unfortunate trolls In pain, in need But they think that I'm a winner And with me they'll rule the world And do I use them? Yes, with greed Anti-abortionate trolls Pro-life, for who? But they flock to Mar-a-Lago And pay fees, a personal fees Do I exploit them? Fuck I do Now it's happened once or twice Politicians paid the price When they denied that my election Biden stole Those who once had a complaint Like Ted Cruz They lick my taint Kissing my extortionate hole Now you've all heard of the art of the deal It's when you pay off a prostitute In exchange for her voice Only she doesn't keep quiet And don't get me started on all of that Body language They don't care that I can't control my bladder It's okay, I hate the people they abhor But their vision is so blurred I could probably sell a turd My flying monkeys, that's what MAGA rabbles for While they're not all that well-versed in conversation Unless it involves a Brandon or a Heil I dog whistle, then sit back Then they go on the attack And kiss my ass, which always makes me smile Come on, you poor and corpulent moles One less chance to raise your voice If they bring me back to power I assure you I will stay Cause after that, there'll be no choice No your subordinate role I command you do If I should hint at violence Well, you know what you've been told I'll watch you fight until your death will both achieve our goals You'll get all the hate you want And I'll get all your gold My poor death Oh my goodness! 
They are Kinsey Six, and chances are you've heard them here on this show because uh, they have been on this show. And oh my goodness, that recorded at one of their live shows recently. How awesome are they? The Kinsey Six, S-I-C-K-S. And if you go to NicoleSandler.com, you can... um, uh, you can, uh, you can find the show that they were on. Um, yeah, they're awesome. Uh, to Kate in the chat room, who obviously wasn't here a couple of weeks ago. Yes, it is Tuesday and Laffy is fine, but she's in the middle of selling her house and moving, um, to Canada. So, uh, she's not, uh, here and and she's she's taking a leave, a leave of absence, sort of, from the show. And um, she may or may not return. So I'm sure she'd love to hear from you, though. Uh, you're, you're hearing audio dropouts? There, yeah. Um, I don't know why. Something, as you, usual, strange is going on. Uh, it seems a little low. That's why I was, I've been sort of playing in the background. And, and I will, as we uh, continue to try to get this audio where it should be. There's a, there's a thing that I can usually do on my microphone and I can't figure it out now. So, uh, I guess during the show is not the time. Anyway, did you guys hear the hearing this morning? I'll try to adjust it while we're talking. The, um, uh, the, the, uh, while the, the, the audio at the U S district court of appeals in Washington, DC saw, um, uh, it had a had a hearing. It was it was the one that the Supreme Court kicked back, I believe, the hearing on immunity. Donald Trump claims he has absolute immunity because at one point he was president. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So he was president and um, he thinks that means he can do whatever he wants. Sort of reminiscent of, do I still have this clip? Uh, of this. Well, when the president does it, that means that it is not illegal. <laughs> right? So this is the modern day version of that. Um, and he has to be careful because that can happen to him also. The next president, whoever that may be, has a statute of limitations that go back six years. Oh, this is That's his a threat, long time, Joe. Actually. You have to be very careful. We have to guard and protect our country. We have to do what's right for our country. You don't indict your political opponent because he opposes the corrupt election, which you know was corrupt. Everybody knows it was corrupt. The American no, public knows it was corrupt. we don't corrupt. know it was corrupt because it wasn't corrupt. Opponent. Thank you very much. You don't indict your political opponent. But, but his lawyer argued in court this morning that he could assassinate his political opponent, he could have SEAL Team 6 assassinate his political opponent and not be prosecuted if there was not an impeachment and conviction in the Senate. Sound convoluted? It should, because it is. Anyway, this is the clip that I thought I was playing. Eventually we win. A president has to have immunity. And the other thing is, I did nothing wrong. We did nothing wrong. <laughs> a president has to have immunity, and I did nothing wrong. Uh, yeah. Not true. Not true. Yeah, this hearing this morning. I'm going to play you one clip from the hearing before we get Digby on. Digby's here today. Um, you know, it's not the beginning of a new year without 
uh, a show with Digby. But so he was in, um, he showed up at court today, by the way, he went out and spoke to the cameras and said that he was dragged off the campaign trail and he had to be there. He didn't have to be there today. There was no reason for him to be there today. He didn't testify. There was, he was not um, called. It was just the, the lawyer's arguing and my god his lawyer was horrible and in fact you'll hear if i can find where uh, where the clip is um campaign okay here it is um oh damn okay so all right so this is from this morning's hearing uh, the, the the scratchy voice guy, sounding voice guy here, that's Trump's attorney. Could a president order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival? That's an official act in order to SEAL Team 6? He, he would have to be and would speedily be, you know, uh, uh, impeached and convicted before the criminal what prosecution. If what if you weren't? There would be no criminal prosecution, no criminal liability for that? Chief Justice's opinion in murder against Madison and uh, uh, and our Constitutional tradition and the plain language of the impeachment judgment clause all clearly presuppose that what the founders were concerned about was not. I asked a, you a yes or no, yes or no question. <laughs> yes, she did. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team Six to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first, and so, so your answer is. My answer is qualified. Yes. (laughs) My answer is a qualified. Yes. He could go out and assassinate his political opponent. If he were not tried in in impeachment, if he were not impeached by the house and then convicted by the Senate. I don't know where this guy went to law school. I didn't go to law school. I'm not a lawyer. I don't even play one on the radio. And even I know that that's bullshit. It's what? Bullshit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Ed the second says, is RFK Trump's lawyer? No, he's just taught his Alex Jones. He's doing his best Alex Jones impersonation. All right. I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to hear from our pal Digby. Um, Damn it. I just realized I, I've got her intro. <laughs> I'm going to try to pull it up here. So because I always screw up her intro when she's here. And I realize, you see, Digby's not doing Zoom. Zoom comes up on this computer. Digby's going to be on the phone. She comes up on this computer. I have all my sound on this computer. And so um, if I bring her up, she won't hear what's playing. So I'm trying to open her intro. And, and I can do it. Just uh, I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Sometimes um, I just have to find the right file. Uh, bear with me. Uh, it's not that one. It's daily, daily files. Okay. And then it's Digby intro because I'm so organized. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Now I'll call Digby. What's that, Leonardo? Who's Nicole Sandler's next guest? Why, it's Digby, of course. Who's Digby? Observe, Leonardo. That's Dig for Dig and B for B. Digby. (laughs) And now it's ringing. My, My timing was off. But there she is. Hello? 
Hi, hello, I'm hey, here. Hey, Digby, it's Nicole. We're on the air. I, I, yeah, I, hey, I, nice to talk to you. <laughs> nice to talk to you, too. Happy New Year. You, too. Yeah. So, Y'all settled in? Um, getting there, getting there. Finally, um, you know, I, I, I've been doing the yard sale Goodwill tour of uh, Central Arizona to furnish the house, <laughs> and I, I need rugs. This house has all you know, tile floors that look like wood. So it's very, the studio, it's a, it's a fairly big room and it's so echoey. So I finally oh, have, right. I've got like egg crate stuff over the window now. And I have two big area rugs in here. And I think finally it's, it's not sounding like I'm in a giant bathroom anymore. <laughs> so, you know, fun things like that. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like fun stuff, actually. I mean, it is. I'll tell you you something. Furnishing a house from because we brought really nothing. We brought zero furniture. We left everything in Florida. Couldn't sell anything because nobody wanted our stuff. Uh, But (laughs) so we left and came here and yard sales and Goodwill. And I'll tell you, I've I've been like refinishing some furniture. I got a beautiful desk for $12 that I stripped and it's gorgeous underneath. Um, so I'm having fun doing stuff like that in my spare Absolutely. time. Absolutely. That's, that's great. And it kind of, you know, it's a way to be a little creative and that's also right. get outside your head, get away from this awful political situation. And, yes. You know. Which honestly has been my, uh, kind of goal in that, uh, I, I, I tune out the news. Um, not that there are many great, certainly over our television outlets to watch anymore. Um, but it's all so depressing. And you know what? I, I subscribe to a lot of newsletters and a lot of online publications and I get up and I, I do my news gathering first thing in the morning. I go through everything. And so I don't need to watch the asinine commentary. No, you, don't you know, you don't even, need to No, even the do you Sunday listen to shows. podcast while you're doing you know this what? stuff. You know, I don't do you li- you know, highly recommend. I mean, I'll send you a list of ones Please. that I like okay. um, and others because I find that when I'm doing like manual labor, like I do it when I'm gardening or cleaning the kitchen or doing whatever. And, you know, it's just it's at times when I don't have to put my mind anything else. Mm-hmm. It's sort of mindless work. These pod, Some of these podcasts are just really informative. There's some great people out there doing them. It might be something, since you've got these other projects going, that maybe it'd be something that you might enjoy. Maybe, but I'll tell you something. I listen to music because music hey. takes me out of this <laughs> mess. So I remember that. Right? <laughs> And, and music, I'll tell you something, when I was in my deep depression after Trump was elected, I had a, had a really rough, at least first year after he we came into did. office, right? And that's when I was dealing with cancer, too. You know, I had lung cancer. That, so um, I had just had surgery, thankfully. But during the end of the election, um, it, it, anyway, it was, it, was ter- it was horrible. And uh, I fell into a deep depression. It was music that got me out of it. Just turning off the news and listening to music. So, totally what, get it. Totally yeah. get it. I so, mean, and yes, and that feeds the soul in a way that no amount of information can possibly do. So you're absolutely right. That's the that's the way to, you know, sort of get some meditation going on while you're doing your manual projects. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm playing with all kinds of stuff. Um, I, I did. You know what? Let me see if I can. Oh, you're not on. You're not on Zoom, so you wouldn't see it anyway. I just did this big project over the the holiday break um we had bought you know we did our big yard sale run when we first got here and found this big sort of cathedral window looking 
thing um, that that uh, is a wood frame, basically. And so I, I, I came up with this technique for faux stained glass. We will get to the politics. Don't worry. We're, we just have to, you know, it's been a while. So um, just wait. I, I came up with this technique because I play like a little kid in arts and crafts with using clear glue and alcohol ink. And I make like a, well, this one, just so the people listening can hear, is uses that technique. It's, and this is on a mirror, but it's um, clear glue with alcohol ink. And I make a sort of a film that um, it it, oh, how cool. it peels you, you, when you were a kid. Did you ever put Elmer Elmer's glue on your hand and let it dry and sure, peel of it off? Right, we all did. That's the premise of this technique. I put it on <laughs> glass. I color it with alcohol ink. Let it dry for a day or two, and it peels off like vinyl. And so then I cut it out. And when you glue it onto glass or plexiglass it sort of wrinkles up, it crinkles and like, and it gives you a stained glass effect. It's really cool. So I did this big <laughs> desert scene, maybe tomorrow I'll bring it into the studio and put it behind me. Um, but yeah, so I, I take great joy in just unplugging from all That's of this. Fabulous. Yeah. And you needed, so you needed a change. Yeah. So. This is perfect. And, yep. you know, that stuff is fun. It's great. It's great for the head. For it sure. is. It is. And I'll tell you something. They have a Goodwill out here probably every, like, mile. It's within 10 minutes of here, there's at least four or five of them. And the prices are great. I found this end table lamp. It Like, the lamp built into the table. I got two of them. I refinished them. <laughs> They're gorgeous. And it was like $6 cool. each. So wow. that's <laughs> I'm going to have to do a new show, um, how to furnish <laughs> really? your house from Goodwill and, you know, <laughs> videotape going in and picking out things. I, I, yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> that's like, how are things in Santa Monica? <laughs> hey, same, same. Nothing changed. Just, you know, another day in paradise. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, let's let's get to it. So this morning, I don't know, but I'm guessing you as well were t- were were uh, <laughs> tuned into C-SPAN audio because there was no video in this D.C. courtroom, but it was the uh, D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, a three judge panel um, hearing Donald Trump's uh, claim to have absolute immunity because he was president. It, I, I was aghast at some of the arguments that his lawyer was making. Oh, it was ridiculous. I mean, they're really grasping at straws. This idea, I mean, it's just, it's absurd. It, it, my favorite part is, is the fact that his own lawyers argued that he wasn't immune from criminal prosecution during his impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the argument that he's making, that his lawyers are making, I mean, you know, let's, Let's just give them a little bit of a break. They don't have much to work with. No. So, you know, I mean, they really do have to grasp at straws. But, I mean, they're making this argument that unless he had been um, impeached and convicted of a crime while he was president, he can't be... He can't. He can't be uh, tried for. I, he can't right. be indicted for a crime after he, for the crime after he's president. I mean, it just it's it's absolute boggles your mind yes. that they would they would say that and there's really no basis for it if anything the, the the constitution says the opposite it says that you can be in, you know um indicted for a crime if you were um impeached and um you know, if you were impeached. Right. So the whole idea here is just is just ridiculous. And, and you know, it's the best they've got going for them. But you had to, you know, I don't think, I mean, I don't know about you, 
but I did not get the impression that this court, that this panel, was very um, impressed with their argument, no. let's put it that way. Not I mean, at they all. asked them, at some point, they even asked, you know, so what you're saying is, is that unless the president, a, a former president, who had ordered SEAL Team 6 to assassinate his political rival, had been impeached and convicted, he could not be held liable for that um, criminally after uh, after he was out of office. And the lawyer's forced to say no. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. couldn't be. No, That's I, ridiculous. I mean, basically what they're saying is, is that if you don't get, you know, here's what you do. Do whatever you want and then resign. Not, they can't do any, you know, you can murder your entire <laughs> and, cabinet and if you we, want to. Did, you know what? I, I played that clip before I brought you on. So the listeners certainly heard it. And it's just, it's so astounding. because, And I'm surprised that none of the judges said, where did you get this notion? <laughs> because it's it's out of thin air. It's absurd. Well, it's ridiculous. And, and you know, this is, uh, you know, just, you know, looking at it from the big picture. I mean, I th- there's no lawyer that I have heard, literally not one, that I've heard on TV or read that thinks there's any merit to these, re- to these lawyers' um, right. argument. So um, what that means is, is that, A, they're delaying, which mm-hmm. we know they're going to try and delay. And then they're, they're going to try to get it to the Supreme Court where, as uh, Trump's other lawyer, Alina Haba, said <laughs> a few days ago, you know, that, well, he did a lot for Kavanaugh and, you know, really went to bat for him. So he'll step up. Wow. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, I mean, he, and Trump himself, he backed that, too. He did a true social po- you know, post saying, well, you know, you know, I, the, these uh, I chose these justices and I'm sure they'll do the right thing, right. you know, that kind of thing. Well, that's what they're hoping for. I mean, that's what they've always been pinning their hopes on, that this would that they would get a partisan Supreme Court decision right. that would, you know, that would get him off the hook because if this immunity thing, you know, if it succeeded, that's the end of the ball game, right? I mean, there's nothing yeah. left. Right. Um, but but so there's no that's, way that's the big Hail Mary. Right. And so and this is the one that the, that that Jack uh, Smith tried to leapfrog over the, yeah. the appeals court and go directly to the Supreme Court, knowing that it's going to wind up there anyway. And the delay tactics, what Trump's going to do now. See, this was this is known. This is how they do it in the appeals court. You get a three judge panel. But his appeal doesn't go directly to the Supreme Court. He's going to next say, I want it on bank, meaning he wants the entire uh, all the judges in this D.C. circuit to as a group decide. So that's going to be another uh, time suck before it gets to the Supreme Court. That's right. And, you know, and eventually it is going to I mean, what this does is, you know, they want to. They want to put this off as far into the, and this was, there was a big story, I can't remember, I think it was in the Washington Post over the weekend, uh, about what the, what the real strategy is here, which is of course political, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think, you know, Trump would like to have all this settled and have the Supreme Court say that, you know, he has total immunity and can go out and shoot people on Fifth Avenue if he wants to. But I don't know that they actually think that's going to happen. But what they do want to do is push off any kind of a trial um, to the point where they could either, where they can make the argument that he is now an official um, nominee of the Republican Party. They want to get the primaries done. It's one of the reasons why they're pushing so hard in places, you know, 
when they don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pushing very hard, in, even in, in New ha- Iowa, New Hampshire. They want to wind this thing up as quickly as possible. And, you know, there would... He doesn't have. He's going to win, right? Of I mean, I think they, even they they feel perfectly confident in that. But they want to win quickly, so that they can then have this argument that this is, you know, that this goes beyond politics and try and push the courts wherever they are, including the Supreme Court, of course, into making the you know decision that this should not be settled before the election. That it that it would interfere with the election, sort of like the way the Justice Department doesn't do anything in the, I don't know what, 90 days before the election or yeah. whatever. Well, um, allegedly, because remember back to 2016 yeah. when James Comey went out and basically oh. threw the election to Donald Trump by saying, oh, there's more from Hillary Clinton. What? When there yeah, wasn't. Exactly. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, and it's just a policy, right? I mean, it has no bearing in law or anything. And the same thing would be true if this were to happen, but they want to have that argument. So they're, they're pushing hard. They want to do it. And ostensibly his campaign, you know, Trump's campaign is kind of interesting because he has a couple of people that are, that are actually professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, her name is Susie Wiles. And the other one is a guy named Chris LaCivita. And those two are kind of trying to strategize this in a way to to give him an advantage, or at least to be able to you know mitigate some of the threat uh, from these legal cases to the campaign. And so that's 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 what they're trying to do is just get this so they can make this argument on a political level and whether and hope against hope that maybe it it you know then sort of trickles into the legal system as well and people start to have you know cold feet about going forward with these cases. But it's also, you know, the case that they that they are, um, you know, they're saying anyway, they're out there, you know, kind of claiming that uh, what they want to do is clear Trump's calendar, because they, they, they're afraid that if they're saying that they're afraid that these cases are going to interfere with his ability oh, to campaign. Oh, oh, I, what a, what it's a, a sad thing when you're a criminal <laughs> and you don't get to carry on with your business. Because you get caught and have to go to trial. And, I mean, and you've it's, got it's a so many thing. trials. No one have to endure Right. That. And so it's many trials right. going on concurrently, too. So, you know, uh, he may have to go to Florida or D.C. or New York or anything wow. could happen. Well, <laughs> could happen. yeah, they're, they're sort of so they're trying to make that argument, too, that, you know, this is this is unfair. And it's, you know, and then Trump, he's out there grandstanding today at the appellate argument, which he has absolutely no reason to be there. And he's claiming, oh, I should be on the campaign trail, but here I am. <laughs> right. He had you to know, be, well, did not have to be. Yeah, they dragged me off the campaign trail. No, they well, didn't. You didn't have to be there not. today. He didn't have to be there today. He doesn't have to be at the civil trial. In fact, right. I mean, he's not required to appear at anything until he actually goes to trial That's at right. this point. Yep. You know, d- so this is all stupid. But, right. you know, he does that, of course, because there's going to be cameras there and everybody's going to be paying attention. Well, and he wants to be able to, you know, to make a statement. And he did. And he made, you know... A threat? I mean, he was out there making a threat. It was a threat. Hold on one second. Hey, Digby, I've got a man standing behind me because he, oh my, my husband, and he wants to say oh. something. <laughs> Question. So if the immunity argument does prevail, wouldn't that mean that Biden could also order SEAL Team 6 to yes. take out the yep. lard father? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly what, 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 you know, I mean, I think Trump maybe forgets sometimes that he's not the president right now. Right? <laughs> maybe That's he right. think about that. Yeah, he says um, things. You know, obviously, we know that Biden wouldn't do that. But nonetheless, you know, 
be tempting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, so this yeah, this was today. So so um, this was he, he goes out after the hearing, which was not a good hearing for him, and he finds cameras. And he says this. And he has to be careful because that can happen to him also. The next president, whoever that may be, has a statute of limitations that go back six years. That's a long time, Joe. You have to be very careful. <laughs> you have, have to be to very careful. Six country. years, statute of limitations. Right for a country. You don't indict your political opponent now because you he opposes the corrupt election, which you know was corrupt. No, we don't. Everybody knows no, it was corrupt. No, we the don't. American it was not. Knows it was, it was not. You don't indict your political opponent. No, you, assass- Thank you, very much. you assassinate them, I guess. Well, I mean, I must remember Trump in the 2016, uh, you know, um, uh, yeah. debate. Could shoot someone on Fifth <laughs> Avenue. You'd be in jail. You know, right. I mean, come on. This is absurd. But, uh, but, but this you know, is the guy who said, said he could go out and shoot someone on Fifth Avenue yeah. and get away with it. Well, duh. <laughs> yeah. And he said he wouldn't lose any votes, which is also true. Um, it appears that they just love it. The more criminal he is, the better they like him. Um, but, you know, he, the, the, the other problem for him here is that, you know, he is, um, he's facing this, um, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. I had a man standing in my room, too. Uh, I, those I got men, distracted. damn those men. <laughs> no, get out of here, man. Right. <laughs> Yeah. In any case, this is, you know, the, the, the whole argument that they're making is completely ridiculous. And it, it, he, oh, I know what it was. When he, when he came out, he also claimed that if the, if the Supreme Court does not uh, grant him this immunity, does not say, you know, rule that he has immunity, he said bedlam is going to break out. And he, so he's, he's using these arguments. It's not just for legal purposes. It's not just for the election. It's also, and I hope everybody's ready for this, it's for the post-election uh-huh. if he loses. Because this is not, he's not going to accept it. He's out there saying, I'm leading in all the polls by double digits and blah, blah, blah. Well, he isn't. That's right. not true. Right. He is not leading in all the polls. That's a lie. Um, and, but he's building up this idea among his crazy people that he is way, way ahead in the polls, that he's completely unbeatable, that it, the election is practically over as far as he's For concerned. For the Republican primary, anyway. For, right. Well, I mean, I think he's saying the the the, the general election is practically <laughs> over. Joe For Biden him. is completely, you know, he's so unpopular he can't possibly win, and he is way way ahead in the polls. And he is saying that that he's ahead that he's beating Biden, which is not true. Um, and and so what he's doing is setting up this belief system within his cult that you know, he will have won and it will be obvious. And all this stuff about bedlam and, you know, he's setting it up so that there will be, there will be more violence. I just don't think that there's any doubt that a lot of what he's saying, and it could be even before the election. I mean, a lot depends on what happens. If this trial happens, I think he's setting it up for violence um, around the trial if he is found guilty. Oh, yeah. Well, he was asked what he's doing. He was asked today, and I don't have the audio up, but he was asked, will you tell people, you know, regardless of the outcome of the election, no violence? And he wouldn't. He wouldn't answer the question. He He walked away. I mean, he this is this is where, you know, this is what we're dealing with here. He is, you know, setting this whole thing up. We can see it coming. I mean, I wrote a piece this week. It was, you know, sort of looking at the anniversary of January 6th Uh and how the you know, how Biden handled it and how 
Trump then sort of, you know, responded, I guess, in these ridiculous rallies he had in Iowa oh, over yeah. the weekend. Yep. And, um, you know, the stuff he was saying, I mean, it's, you know, he called the, the January 6th insurrectionists, he called them hostages. Hostages. Oh, my Said God. it was run, by, that the FBI was leading the charge, you know, that day. And, you know, I mean, just nutty stuff. And and so, in in essence, I came away from it on Sunday night. You know, I'm just kind of sitting here going, "Geez, you know, it's January 6th. It's ground. It's Groundhog Day. You know, it's every. Uh, it's going to be. We're going to do it again. Is what 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 I was, you know, thinking. And that is where we're at. This election is underneath everything else. There are a lot of issues, a lot of problems, a lot of barriers for Joe Biden to try to get over a lot of problems with the Biden cult, I mean, with the the Trump cult. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's January 6th, and that is where we're at. And I will tell you something. I was listening to, I think both, I do watch the TV because, you know, I kind of have to. And um, on CNN and on MSNBC this morning, they had reporters up in New Hampshire and in Iowa. Uh And all of them were saying... Now, maybe this is just anecdotal. Maybe it's just some kind of passing thought that they, you know, some coincidence that they had that. But they were talking to Nikki Haley voters. Yes. And 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 Chris Christie and, this, I don't know, are there any DeSantis voters? I don't know. Not anymore. Are, He's anymore. down to like 5% <laughs> in New Hampshire. He has know, just it's, plopped. What it does. Yes. Um, but he, uh, but they were talking to these voters and saying, you know, well, what was, you know, what's your reason? You know, why, you know, why are you voting for her and not Donald Trump, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And all of them said it was January 6th Good. and the big lie about the election. Now, maybe that was just random and it was just coincidence that they said that, but it occurred to me that, that this issue, and it sort of, you know, validated my thesis of my piece anyway, um, that, you know, the, that is the underlying issue that runs through this whole thing. And, you know, and Biden, I think, frames that, framed that well in his speech about it being, you know, it is the threat to democracy and it, this threat of Donald Trump and him, you know, spouting, you know, Hitler slogans and, and saying he's going to be a dictator. Um, that's for real. I mean, that is for real. That's what we're dealing with. And I think on some level, that's really what this is going to be about. And this frightening thing is, Nicole, look how many millions of people are, you know, they're all for the dictatorship. That's they like what I don't talk. get. They're, they're yeah. with him, you know, that's- and that's scary. That's what's that terrifying, right, Digby? Because look, I, I, my question is how could how could it be close? Even how could so many people say that they're going to vote for Donald Trump? What what do they find um, about him that 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 qualifies him to be president? It's just mind boggling, and the fact that uh, even in the polling, it's close. And I know. It's polling. It's nine months out. It's two. Don't stop. Um, but I guess there are warning signs you got to watch. Now, I thought Biden's both of his speeches on Friday and on uh, yesterday were really good. And that's the kind of stuff he needs to do. He needs to call Trump out by name, yep. which he's finally doing. Um, but it's going to take a lot of that. And uh, it's going to take a lot of it. I mean, there's a lot of work to do because these polls and believe me, you know, I don't hold I don't think they hold any water at the moment. And I'm not really sure they're fully capturing what's going on out in the country because it's a very bizarre time. But um, it's within the margin of error. 
Yeah. I mean, it is it, it is it, really, really close. No one should be complacent, and no one should be fatalistic either. You know what I mean? You right. can't t- you don't go one way or the other here. Just, well, he's got it won. No, he doesn't. I mean, Trump does not have this thing won by any means. But it's very close, and and you know we have to be. You know, it's going to take some real effort here. And I agree with you about Biden that his two speeches were good. I think the framing of this election, I think what they wanted to do was set down, you know, it was sort of the formal opening of the campaign and set down what what they thought that the that the main theme was underlying it. And you know, it works on a number of levels because the idea that, you know, about abortion rights that pertains to them trying to take away our rights yep, and trying, you know, and, and threatening our freedom to live, you know, the way that we choose. And, you know, a lot of this should play into old fashioned Republican ideas about individual liberty. But of course, you know, yeah, whatever. Not, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, that's yeah. done. Of course. Right. The, the, the Republican uh, former conservative Republican playbook, it doesn't really matter to this maggot group they because they're not about ideology they're about winning at all costs and 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 deeming anyone who's not with them the enemy and guilty of treason in the worst possible terms and people wonder why there's so much animosity and such you know ugliness out there now it's coming right from him i but i gotta play so last night i i did watch something i don't remember what was on but this clip came on and I burst out laughing. And David came in. He said, what's so funny? I'm going to play this. Hopefully you can hear this. I made some adjustments. So the chat room said they couldn't hear the last clip I played. So you probably didn't either. But hopefully you'll hear this one. It's, it's short. It's only 20 seconds. But um, he was talking about the economy. <laughs> well, here. We have an economy that's incredible. We have an economy that's so fragile. And the only reason it's running now is it's running off the fumes of what we did, what the Trump administration, it's just running off the fumes. And when there's a crash, I hope it's gonna be during this next 12 months because I don't wanna be Herbert Hoover. Uh, Did you hear that? (laughs) I did, I heard it. The economy is running off, it's so great because it's running off the fumes of what he did. Are you fucking kidding me? And then then he hopes for a crash and he hopes it happens obviously before November because he thinks he's going to get into office. And so he wants everyone to suffer in there to be a crash so he can come in afterwards. It's like and he won't he won't have to be Herbert Hoover. I mean, (laughs) I know I saw that last night, too. And I'm just going, you know. This guy, I mean, he's so verbally incontinent. I mean, the the the, the way that he he just kind of blurts out everything these days. I mean, that you know plays in. We we should talk about it. You know, what's wrong? What's going on with Donald Trump? Because he's not normal, yes. even by his own standards right now. But right. that comment was really very telling. And and the idea, first of all, that the the economy's running on the fumes of his <laughs> economy is absurd. <laughs> He was running on the fumes of the recovery Obama. from the financial right. crisis. Yes, and then and then the whole thing. I mean, remember what it was like when he left office. Yes. I mean, every what was, how much what was unemployment? Ten percent. I mean, it was yeah. insane. 
And, you know, you know it was a re- obviously the pandemic played into that, which he mismanaged of so of badly. Of course. It was a disaster that- under him. Well, but he made another comment the other day that I don't have. But what he he said, he was trying to invoke Ronald Reagan. And he said, are you better off now than you were five years ago? He didn't say four <laughs> years ago. He said five years ago, because four years ago, we were overtaken by COVID and no one was doing well. So before he, so before he came into office, it's just the man knows no shame. No, well, we know that. I mean, he, he killed irony. Shameless. He killed but, irony. You know, there, he, is not, he is also, I mean, he is. He has always been very, very sloppy in his, you know, rhetoric and the the kind of, you know, sort of ridiculous meandering thoughts that he would try to articulate when he's doing these rallies. But I'm telling you, I have seen a lot of these. I mean, it's my job. I have to watch them, and I do dutifully. And then I drink <laughs> afterwards because I need to. Um, I, I smoke but, little you know, weed I here in Arizona now, so. <laughs> I mean, it's bad, but, you know, I do this because, you know, I have to. And so I, I, the, the point is I've seen a lot of them I've from the very beginning, from when he first came down the escalator to even going back to the birther period yeah. when he was doing all that stuff, even before he, he announced to run in 2015. And I've seen a lot of it. And I'm telling you, he, there's something different now. This, that he is not the same person. Uh, he, I shouldn't say he's not the same person. He's the same person, but he's lost quite a bit of his uh, verbal acuity. Yes. Not that it, he ever had much to begin with. No, I mean, lost. it was always bad, but yes. I mean, it's really noticeable now. And he also gets off into these tangents that I mean, he would always do it once in a while where he'd get off into something like his thing that he did over the weekend about how, about the magnets. Oh, and the, yeah. the elevators and how if he, and he knows that you don't use magnets to because if you throw them in water they lose their power and he should have called John they should have called in John Deere because he's in Iowa so he thought oh everybody oh will know about John Deere and it had something to do with elevator I mean it was really <laughs> out there and and he he. You know, he, that's just weird. I yes. mean, that's just that's weird even for him. And he does that a lot. You know, he did a thing where he was talking about California and the, and and the water problem and how you know you, he they have a big valve up in Northern California that if they would just turn it on, they could save all the water. They could save all the water, and instead, or if they turn it off, they could save all the water. But they turn it on, and all the water goes into the ocean, and just just some really weird stuff. And you know, he. He's doing more of that. I guess that's the point. He's just doing more of this stuff where he he is just not making any sense at all. And the fact that he's getting away with it. And, you know, the media has been fairly good in the last few days of showing in the last few weeks of showing his Nazi stuff. And showing, you know, his dictator stuff and uh, over the weekend, some of the stuff about the hostages and all that. But they're not showing that. And I really think they should. And, you know, they're so highfalutin, though, they have to say, well, it comes at a cost to us. And I'm going, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it comes at a cost to us. Yes. If you don't show the public what this guy is actually saying. Um, and, there, you know, there's just a lot of weird stuff out there that he's saying now. And, he, you know, he looks terrible. He looks just awful. He's, you know, obviously he's aging, but the makeup thing is just really <laughs> over the top. And he's got a full flock of seagulls haircut now where it's just wild. <laughs> and uh, it's just... You know, <laughs> say that his hair has gotten worse to say that he oh, looks yeah. wor- that his coloring is worse is is uh, you know 
Because if we go back to, say, 2016, he was already orange with a with a dead animal on his head. And now we're saying he made it even he looks even worse. It's this man is deteriorating from a position yeah. already. You know, I get where we said there is no basement. It keeps going down, down, down. And yet people support him. That's, again, what I don't get. I, I would like to speak to somebody who who supports him to find out how they could go there. But, well, but I've seen of enough of those misinformation. clips. Yeah. I yeah. mean, part of it is, is that, that, you know, they're... They do their own research. <laughs> yes. I think that says it all. Um, and that's part of it. The well, other part is is that, you know, that for them, for a lot of them, it is just sheerly a team sport. And they are, they're, they're supporting him. And they, some of them will even say it outright when they're interviewed. Well, they're just going after him so hard, I have to support him. Oh, you know? God. I mean, it's just... It has nothing to do with, I mean, it's, this isn't politics for a lot of these people. It's not, it's not politics for them. It's something else. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a sporting event or some kind of tribal, you know, dance of some sort. Uh, but it's not politics as we have been, you know, have understood it to be until now. He's created a whole new style of politics, you know, as a, as a demagogue, cult leader, you know, kind of... Uh, entertainer. And and so it's very hard to sort of, I don't think that they're operating on a level of any kind of political logic that, you know, well, they'll say it, oh, I really care about it. You know, I just agree with his policies, but I don't like what he says on, on Twitter. You know, they'll right. say stuff like right. that. But if you ask them what their policies they agree with, they don't have a clue. They don't know what they're talking about. No. They, they don't. And that's, you know, that is the product of all the disinformation that's out there. All yeah. of these sites that call themselves news, which are nothing but propaganda. Um, I, you know, I really think, again, we got to go back to 1996 and Bill Clinton's Telecommunications Act that deregulated so much of the media that allows for this crap to go on. Yeah. Well, it's surely had a lot to do with it. And then this proliferation of digital media where right. it's just, you know, the internet you've got the stuff rise coming the at internet. you from any, every different direction, right? I mean, your your people are overwhelmed. Um, and these folks have just decided that, the, you know, they found a bubble that makes them happy and they're comfortable with and they're, you know, so they stay in it and, yep. and they're happy to do that. They don't venture out beyond it at all. And so all they hear is that, um, you know, and, and they hear that, you know, Trump is the greatest. He had the greatest economy the world has ever seen, all of which, you know, the the, the economic stuff is complete nonsense. We already talked about part uh-huh. of it. And then I just read a Paul Krugman column this morning um, about he's been looking at the numbers when you look at consumer satisfaction and, you know, views of the economy, generally speaking. And one of the things that's not being done in the media reporting on this is just how you know, flagrantly partisan, <laughs> the, the, the responses are. Yes. And, and, and he compared it, though. Here's the interesting thing. You know, the pundits always, if they note this at all, which they rarely do, um, but if they note that it's mostly Republicans who are saying the economy is absolutely garbage <laughs> right. and they're barely getting by, et cetera, et cetera, um, they, uh, they never mention the fact that when... You know, they'll say that, well, it's asymmetric. It's, you know, the, when the Republicans are in, the Democrats say the same thing. But 
Krugman in his column went back and looked, and that's not true. Right. The Democrats didn't say the same thing. No. When the economy was doing well under Trump, they weren't unhappy economically. They weren't saying we had our complaints about Trump. Yeah, but not that. We right. weren't saying that the economy right. was garbage. But that's that's what Republicans do, and it's it's skewing the perception of how bad everyone thinks it is. Yes, they think it's bad because their boy didn't win his election, or, you know, they think he, the election they think it was, was stolen, stolen because him. Trump so told them it was upset. stolen. And now that Fox is saying, no, it wasn't stolen, they, they, Fox is lying. They trust Trump for right. whatever reason. I got to show, I'm going to show this video. You can't see it. It's only 12 seconds long, but it, it's somebody on uh, Twitter, actually, Jeff Charlotte. Uh, retweeted this. I love Jeff Charlotte. And it, it, he posts some he's amazing great. stuff. Um, and he's he's he goes to Trump rallies. He goes to the houses of these crazy Trumpers and talks to them, people who have caches of weapons and stuff. So um, somebody named Ford Fisher posts on the way home from Ohio past this house in Maryland. This is not your oh, ever, I saw that. <laughs> this is not your everyday MAGA. This is advanced MAGA. And Jeff Charlotte said, fifth dimensional fascism. And I'm just going to, I'm showing the video here now. It's actually a house just with Trump 2024, all, Trump flags, Trump stuff all over this house. It's, it's astounding. And, but you know what? Jeff Charlotte has shown similar things. Um, just from his travels, like his his latest book, uh, of course, the name is escaping me now and I'll get it one second. Um, his latest book, <laughs> um, The Undertow, Scenes from a Slow Civil War, details going into the houses of people like that to see what they're all about. And he still doesn't get answers that satisfy me. It's just the way they are. They think they know everything. Sort of reminds me of my daughter when she was little, who knew everything. You couldn't tell her anything because she knew it. Still sort of does. I've long felt that it was a case of mass arrested development. Yeah. Maybe lead in the water. I don't know. But that particular, that I saw that I, in fact, I sent that, that uh, tweet that you just showed Uh to my best friend who lives in Maryland. And we have, when I visited her, we've driven around in the back roads and what have you. And this is pretty common. It's sort of like eastern Pennsylvania, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's Trump country. And there's one that's not too far from her, a guy with a, he has a huge Confederate flag, a huge Trump flag, oh, a picture of Joe Biden on the fence with a gun pointed <gasps> at his head, and a sign that says, I'm an American and I have a real job. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't God. even know what that means. But, you know, clearly... You know, this stuff, when you go into Trump country, it's not just Trump, you know, it's it's not your normal, you know, Trump, you know, whoever he's, Trump Pence or whoever is Trump Stefanik, uh, you know, kind of placards on the lawn. It is a full-blown celebration yeah. of Trumpiness. I mean, when you look at the rallies and the way these guys have their trucks painted, this whole thing, it's a cult. I mean, I'm sorry. In it fact, is a cult. I've been thinking lately that, you know, we need to start studying cults a little bit more because, you know, of course, this is a cult of personality built all the way all around Trump. And we have to hope that's what it is, because if Trump does pass on from the political scene in some way, whether pass it's on the operative phrase there, or, yeah. yeah, whatever, um, <laughs> that, you know, we have to see what happens to these people because it's very, very much 
attached to him. You know, you could see how that sort of played out with a guy like DeSantis, who's uh-huh. really trying to be Trump, you know, Trump 2.0, and they weren't having it. You know, it's Trump or nothing, and I don't know that anybody can really fill his shoes. So that's going to be something we'll have to, but that's de- a couple of years down the yeah. road. Right now, you know, it's very worrisome that these people are, that there are so many of them. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was kind of a small faction of the Republican Party, but it isn't. It's a large, it's the majority of the Republican Party. And that's what's so scary. Yep. It's really scary. It's terrifying to me. I mean, I I look at this, I watch it every day, and I, I see this, this, you know, very cult-like devotion for this guy that has no real bearing on what we understand to be politics. And you can see there's something else going on here. And, of course, you see it all over the world. I mean, did you see the tweet over the weekend from the guys in in Italy for the the fascist, the big fascist? No. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I think I put it up on my blog. If anybody wants to go look for it, it's uh, they apparently there's a, a sort of a, some kind of a kind of a commemoration that happens every year where the far right goes to this particular place, the former um, building where the fascist party used to have their headquarters. And there was there had been I guess back in the 70s there was some kind of a. a, a a murder of some, a couple of young fascists by a couple of young communists. And this was way back in the seventies. But they go there. The fascists go there every year. Oh, this I see it. Gigantic. This is the Rome, Italy. Yeah, um, uh, oh, hold on. Let me uh, let me get rid of the the audio. But you can see it's 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 very reminiscent. I'll bring it up. It's it's very reminiscent of the um, Mussolini. Uh, Mussolini and the 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 um, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, uh, thing that yes. happened back in the 30s, right? So uh, here I'm putting yeah. this up on the screen. I'll play uh, the video because ah, I wanted I wanted to mute that. Hold on. Yeah, it's not letting me mute it. Um, there, there. This is. There you go. Oh my goodness. You see the the the, the, the mass salute there. Yeah. Well, apparently this is you know they they come there every year for this commemoration, but this year it was huge, and they're all dressed in black shirts, which of course that's Mussolini, right? right. I mean the black shirts, and they're all doing the fascist salute, and they're all you know, and everybody's going whoa. And now this happened in the year they just had a far right candidate for a party that that was sort of stemmed from this fascist party that had been outlawed. Um, the the modern iteration of that party, they just elected this person. This guy, they have a very far right fascist adjacent uh, new leader in Italy, and so everybody's kind of going, "Whoa!" I mean, this is the stuff that's happening. It's not just here. And you know, and of course, I always look at this and I put that on my blog. You know, you, yeah, people ask me why I call them red hats, and I do. The MAGA people, mm-hmm. you know, I call them red hats because if you look at a crowd. There, uh, you look at that crowd, they're all dressed in black shirts. You yep. look at the Trump crowd, and they're all dressed in red hats. And, um, you know, there's something something very similar, let's just put it that way, yes. about these crowds. Here and they go. all have their own flavor, and certainly Donald Trump has his own flavor. He's not your, you know, your grandfather's Nazi. He's something different. But it's underlying in the whole thing is the same the same kind of cult-like, devotional, um, you know, mass movement, right, authoritarian, you know, white nationalism. 
Right. And that's basically and the, what we're talking about everywhere. Everywhere. And it's and that's the scary part. So here we think it's well, it's Trump. It's the cult of personality and with the capital C we for cult. So. Right. But what explains what's happening around the world? Um, exactly. And and the, the today's Republican Party, they are openly supporting, you know, people like Viktor Orban. C- CPAC, which uh, I think is dead now, probably thanks to its leaders who, you know, can't keep their dicks in their pants or whatever, um, <laughs> are, are they they have CPAC conventions in Hungary with Viktor Orban yeah. speaking, like keynoting them. But I'll tell you, something happened today that, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell is such a little twerp. Um, well, so a grave re- digger of democracy. Right. So a reporter asked him, well, here, let me play this clip real quick. He said, In light of the anniversary of January 6th, is it accurate to characterize individuals convicted and incarcerated for January 6th related crimes to characterize them as hostages? Is it's that a, the hostage accurate? question, right? Can you call them hostages? Well, let me say this about January 6th. <clears throat> I had remarks that I made on February 13th of 21 about how I felt about January 6th. I recently reread it. I stand by what I said. I wish he would have repeated what he said because I've got, right, I've got clips from um, not just January, well, January 13th, but from January 6th itself, 2021, um, and it was January. I, I've got everything chronological here. And let's call, pull up Mitch McConnell from uh, January 6th. Right, I can picture him right there on the floor after the votes. And he said this. Play. There's no question. None. That President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. No question about it. No question about it. The people who stormed this building believed they were acting on the wishes and instructions of their president. Yep. And having that belief was a foreseeable consequence of the growing crescendo of false statements, conspiracy theories, and reckless hyperbole which the defeated president kept shouting into the largest megaphone on planet Earth. So Mitch McConnell today said, I stand by what I said back then. So, uh, Mitch, you need to come out and say it again. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, he also said, and this was mentioned in the in the uh, hearing today, the, the uh, immunity hearing. He also said, you know, he can be tried after you know the um, the impeachment he yeah. can be tried in a civil both civilly or criminally and they they repeated that and i guess he's just wrong about that i don't know that's yep. what it seems to be what trump said but yeah he said all that stuff uh you know a lot of them did uh, i mean i did a recap a couple of days ago for the january 6th of all the things that these people said including kevin mccarthy and I have including lindsey graham yeah, and oh, lindsey you graham. know all these people yes and what you know when when lindsey graham drunk as he was, got up that night and said, I'm done. I was with him. I can't do it anymore. I'm, I was in tears. I'm like, finally, it's out. over. Count me out. Until the next day when he's got Donald's mushroom in his mouth again. So, I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. 
please. What, what, what an image. I know. I need, a, uh, need to have some brain bleach now. <laughs> right. Um, what a perfect <laughs> ending, closing shot, because I know you have to oh run. Uh, and it's the end of the hour. Digby, find her at salon.com, of course. And Digby's blog, the, the OG uh, progressive blog out there. It's now at digbysblog.net. And on the shitter, still at Digby 56. Yeah, still there. I'm yeah, trying not too. to be, but I, I can't I know. help it. I know. Have you, are you doing any of the others? <laughs> I am. I'm on all of them. But, you know, it's just, uh, I use it mostly for my for my job. So, uh-huh. you know, I, it's still the place where I can get the best video and the yeah. best, you know, yep. stuff like that. It's so, there. Yeah, but so I'm everywhere. Not, yeah. yep. Digby, thank you so much. Uh, now we my can pleasure. get on with the year and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Digby, everybody. I, I, I so love uh, talking to Digby. I, I just think she's brilliant. And um, her, her blog is uh, required reading every day. All right. With that, we're done. It's the end of the hour. I've already run over. Um, I don't know what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, but Thursday, Howie Klein will be back. And Friday, Marcy Wheeler will be back. And, I'll, you know, we'll figure out something for tomorrow. I may just cut up some of the... Uh, questions and answers from this morning's hearing because it was bizarre and a lot of people didn't hear. I have the whole thing on tape. So we'll see. We'll see what the day brings. All right. As always, thank you. Um, At least we know Lindsey Graham isn't a size queen. (laughs) Okay. Touche. All right. With that, until tomorrow, let me get that off the screen. Peace out, everyone.